Greetings and welcome to another episode of Casual Divinity. I shall be your host, Nadodua Ankra. Let's jam. Uh, this jam is coming a little early and extra due to a really sweet suggestion from my creative daughter, Miss Safa. Um, she thought, why not give a hand on recording an episode while the moon is in Scorpio? And <laughs> feeling the resistance in my body a little bit, I thought, what a grand idea. So, um, yeah, let's, let's, get, let's give it a go. So what I would like to chat about today is the concept of touching or touch itself. My magenta, I hope y'all heard her. She she definitely has something to say about it. Um, <laughs> no, but for real though, speaking on the ideas and concepts of um, touch and and consent and uh, and karma, I'm not sure where to begin this one. Okay, let's start with how I almost joined a cult three years ago. I did gain something very valuable out of that experience for the very short time that I uh, participated. I'm using air quotes. <clears throat> so when I met with the... Oh, and again, I'm using air quotes, the guru of this group. Okay. I'm almost embarrassed to share this, so anyway. When I met the guru of this group, we met first so they could understand where, where I was with all of this, which again is already kind of not kind of, it's already a good sign that you're probably messing with a cult. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, through this conversation that I had with this guy, um, we came to the concepts of karma and then what I was doing for a living. That was a conversation that we had, one of the many conversations we had that day. And... At the time, I was a Thai yoga practitioner, and I had been studying and practicing for quite some time. And I was excited to learn a new meditation. Um, so to learn this meditation, I had to, uh, my teacher, strongly suggested that I let go of this practice of of offering Thai yoga as a service. And I didn't agree to that at all right away. But I it made me feel so very uncomfortable, so deeply uncomfortable, that I had to sit with it and follow the feeling wherever it took me because it had me so shooketh, this idea that I should not 
be practicing Thai yoga. So some of you are probably asking, what's Thai yoga? So Thai yoga is uh, the same thing. It's also referred to as Thai massage. Some refer to it as Thai yoga for many reasons. Number one being that it is a system of stretching and energy work. And that is more a yogic practice that brings you back into your body, back to yourself. I mean, that is yoga, a practice of returning to the source. And I believe that's what Thai yoga will do for a person. Okay, or Thai massage. Another reason why people will call it that is for legal reasons, okay? One of the reasons why I wouldn't go to massage therapy school is because that's not what I was doing. And, um, yeah, well, that's another conversation, isn't it? We'll have some tea and keep continuing. All right. We, let's go. So now that you have an idea of what Thai is or what Thai yoga is, it's like a system of stretching and, um, and energy work to balance the body. And I asked why I should let this go. And uh, the answer was about karma and how the explanation of, of touching, like the greeting of a handshake and how where he comes from, you don't shake hands. And it's not just about germs Although, that is an added benefit. Although, we, we will start to see that germs and energy, hmm, very similar. So, um, energy. <laughs> the reason why they don't touch hands is for karmic reasons. You don't know what the other person has been through, what their intent truly is, and therefore touching like saves you the karma. Right? This is why you would, well, we call it in Thailand, we call it a Y, W-A-Y, Y, or um, putting your hands in prayer pose, as they would say in a lot of yoga classes out there. It's thrown around in all the yoga studios. Prayer hands! <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> and that, so that's the greeting each other isn't just the acknowledgement of like, you know, I, you know, I, the divine in me sees the divine in you. It's also like leaving you to that path. Like, you are on your path, I am on my path, and we are both equally responsible for our own paths, in a sense, right? This is, this is the energy I was gathering from what he was explaining to me. Um, so if we, we want to be in karma, we really want to think about how we create karma, it's definitely through touch. We don't understand always the true intentions of the individual that we are about to shake hands with, 
much less work on their entire person. So just that alone had me shooketh. And then bringing about the idea of science into the equation where, you know, if one entity has a great amount of energy and another entity has a lesser amount and they were to conjunct or connect with each other, then what the entity with more energy is just by nature going to lose energy in order to balance the entity that has less. It's just nature and science. And um, then, then the two entities will be balanced and they will jam forth in that manner. However, if one party, right, if one entity is not so not so committed, we'll say, to the idea of, of doing what is necessary to take care of self in that energy store, that energy reserve, then what, then what happens is this balance slowly starts to become an imbalance because then the entity that is constantly committed to creating energy is uniting with an entity that is not an entity that is used to showing up and receiving energy. So this is a, it's creating a codependent spiral, you see, where eventually in the beginning where both parties were, like maybe the, again, the party that was creating the energy is, is losing a little energy, but it's balancing everything out. But now due to this other party not doing their share, not doing their part for themselves, then the party that's creating energy is now losing and leeching energy to this entity that is not in movement, is not in responsibility to self. Now this is not sustainable because at some point, no matter how much care you put into creating the energy, you will constantly be at a loss through getting enmeshed with people who don't have the same level of consciousness about the curation, cultivation, and transmutation of their own energy. Are you, are you starting to get a feel for where the problem might be? Because once I started to, again, this was a big tower moment. This was Mars. <laughs> coming through and crashing my whole world down because, well, um, I've spent my whole adult life learning modalities at this expense where, although, I mean, I, I, I got into the self-care. I definitely leaned in. Of course, after learning the hard way, after getting sick many times and just struggling with overall energy, I, I took very seriously the need to put self-care first, but that was really good in the experiment, if you will, because even when I was taking the most excellent care of myself, and this is through regular meditation, exercise, good foods, yoga, um, you know, I was really, I, I thought I had pretty good friends at that time. I was really involved in things I wanted to be in, and yet my health still struggled 
And I was really crunching the math as to why that was. Why am I still struggling with health and energy stores? Why is this such a, a problem, an imbalance here? Um, and then noticing a lot of people in the same lines of work, struggling with similar issues, maybe not exactly like mine, but the themes of illness and energy imbalance remain. And um, suddenly I started getting this the answers to these questions and I, I, I wasn't quite sure if I wanted to hear them because then it was just the reality of like, wow. So everything I've learned has been about creating a codependent model because most of my clients that come in are not really taking care of themselves. They are relying on this service as a means of self-care. And that is a drain to my person and I'm taking money, right? Like I'm taking their money and I'm taking their karma. <laughs> Once really put in those terms, I was like, dang, you know, no wonder I'm not really able to support myself literally on doing this line of work because it's creating a system of codependency where I'm having people pay me to take their karma or take their responsibility for their health in ways that they would not. Now I did also have clients who took care of themselves and that was evident. Those were the sessions that I walked away feeling like um, balanced, where there was an exchange. And so then, you know, the further explanation of how, you know, um, the art of body work is really something that should be left to do with the people that you know, with your friends, or your family members, the people that you consider close to you, those are the people that it's appropriate to touch in such a manner. Now, I'm not going to sit here and put hard, fast rules. I really more so want to share my experience so that you can sit with yours, your experience and your truth and see where this falls on the meter. At best, I just want to give some food for thought because again I did not I did not walk away from doing body work because of the words of this uh, of this man I really had to sit with it because you know um, there's also the the fact that people love to make money off of folks like myself who are searching who are genuinely curious. And there are people waiting in the wings to pounce on such people who are thirsty for knowledge. And again, this is why it's dangerous to give such credence to a guru, someone outside of yourself. Again, it's um, it's really what's out here. It's um, in every, it's pervaded every corner of the earth. It seems, 
at least where there's people anyway. Um, so we have to be careful about who we touch. We must be more mindful. I'm not saying that we shouldn't touch anyone anymore. I mean, we've already had a lot of restriction placed on touch already. <sighs> but maybe it's so that we can really think about how we enmesh ourselves in other people's, I don't know, lives, behaviors. I tell you what, after, um, after that meeting with that, with that dude, I definitely pulled back all the way. Uh, I stopped teaching. I did a, another Reiki circle, but then I, I even told my, uh, my students at that time what had transpired with me and like what I was looking, what I was looking at and what I was thinking about doing. And then it ended up being me. Yeah. Walking away from, uh, Reiki, walking away from offering Thai eventually and then explaining why and then realizing like uh, I needed to take more responsibility for my health. To not so willingly put my energy in the hands of others for them to balance me that I have the capability of doing this myself. You would think I would know that as uh, someone who was going out and doing energy work. Hmm. There's there's always room for surprise. <laughs> Aquarius Moon. Anyway. <laughs> so um. <clears throat> yeah, like I I even I even took a step back from chiropractic for a little while because I realized that what I was going to my chiropractor for, he had pointed out a few years back that I had a chronic issue. I'm not gonna go into details about the issue, it's more just about it being chronic. And I was like, but that's good, right? That, you know, being consistent. And then he's like, well, to a point, yes, but it also means you're not really expanding or improving either. There's a pattern here. And so thanks to having a chat with that one dude, right, it brought into perspective what this chiropractor was telling me years ago. And then I started to really open my eyes to the fact that like, well, there are some things that I resist doing um, for my upper body strength and care that would really solve that patterned issue in my back. And that... I could pay him to do that for me or I could start getting into the habit of slowly and mindfully doing things for myself that would also bring about that result. And then if I were to receive an injury, then to go to him and get worked on but not to just get worked on because I don't want to do it. Because I'm able-bodied. Okay. 
Sometimes we have mental blocks towards these things and those mental blocks are very real and very large. But I, I see that I'm not necessarily working with the, the, the extreme of depression that I have encountered within my own family and friends and seen, that I've seen in the world. So, you know, it's like sometimes we, right? It's a delicate balance knowing when to, to gain intervention or to, to ask for help and when it's just time to take responsibility for things on our own and then ask for help, right? It's a, it's a, it's a delicate dance. It's a delicate balance. It's not all logical and it's, very intuitive. Um, but uh, let me tell you what, when I walked away from entirely from offering the Thai yoga and the Reiki publicly, my health changed drastically in so many ways. Um, in fact, uh, the past three years have been like a an unfolding and an unraveling and beginning to see all the ways in my life in which I was not taking responsibility that I was um, getting enmeshed in other people where I really needed to just sit down with myself and have the hard conversations and take the hard looks and like you know, write some, maybe write some things out through creative writing or list making, um, or even just, uh, even just writing, just, just free writing. So wrapping things back around to karma, you know, it's, I, again, being trained and raised in the ways of doing healing work where I constantly needed to be worked on. Little did I understand that even when I was going to get worked on, that usually my therapist would feel better, but I would not. And that's an interesting exchange. It's why we should definitely be more mindful about whom and which we choose to engage to receive any kind of body or energy work from. Again, because we don't always know the true intentions of the person who's practicing, not even to mention um, the karma of working on someone who doesn't take care of themselves. Like they're, they need to meet with the karma of their choices. It's not our job to save everyone in that way, and it's not sustainable either, not to either party. You know, at some point, no matter how well you take care of yourself, the imbalance will occur, and you will have to reap the karma of, our, of the choices made eventually. Fun! <laughs> so it's also why it's very important to gain consent when doing these things, when engaging in um, working on a body 
working with energy or working with the ancestors or spirit, working with clarity. It's always good to gain permission first, even if you get that flash um, in the presence of someone. Okay, like always, always ask their permission. Allow that person and yourself <laughs> to have a choice in that moment of how you would like your karma to unfold. And, um, yeah, let's, let's claim more responsibility for what we do and what we leave undone. There's merit to all of it. There's medicine in all of it. I, I hope that, uh, <laughs> I hope that this, that you benefit uh, from me sharing because I'm still slightly embarrassed and confused having shared. <laughs> but also wanting you to know like where I'm going, what I'm thinking about. And I hope that it supports you in your journey of um, taking responsibility for your journey and the curation and cultivation of your life. Thank you for bearing with me on this bonus episode. <laughs> this Mercury retrograde has juice. That's also another jam. Um, let's get into the tarot portion. Let's jam some tarot, see what comes through from spirit. And before I do that, I do want to send a shout out. Still not going to name names. <laughs> But you know who you are. I only trust a very select... <laughs> I literally only have two people who work on my person. Ever. That I trust. And they do give me life. They are not the ones I'm speaking of. <laughs> I'm talking about those random situations that you might run into where someone's like, Oh, you have tension. Let me work on you. And then you let them, even though it's weird... And then you feel worse. <laughs> That's more or less what I'm referring to. Um, but a someone that you trust, someone that you know is dedicated to the craft, who cares for themselves like in real ways. And um, just just be careful when you when you go to get work done is really all in. Oh, I'm suggesting. Let's dance, shall we? Let's see what the what's coming through tarot from spirit. Thank you, spirit. And we have Ain't no doubt seven of wands. Hello, nurse. Woo! Talk about defending the spine. <laughs> That's kind of what this podcast is about a little bit. Um, defending your spine. People coming for you left and right in all kinds of ways over things that... Um, may not seem to really be big picture. 
Again, things that also may not even involve you <laughs> or involve us. You know, again, this is this is the delicate dance that we are all doing all around the world, but especially in this country right now. Is really having the discernment to know what actions to take. But to see that everyone is still in the reaction of telling other people what to do or what they think they should do in theory instead of turning the eye inward and taking action towards self. For it is the only environment that most of us can immediately affect. And we don't take seriously enough the type of fire that puts into the ethers when we do this, when we take this kind of action. All right, like when the collective consciousness grows this ability to take responsibility for self and one's actions. Ooh, you know, but that is not easy. I will tell you, as, as we begin to refine what it is we do want to take action with, and we share that, that action, we, we might find that we become less popular, that people have better ideas for us and what we should be doing, and that you should defend yourself and not necessarily in the ways of using war <laughs> or the usual reactive defense mechanisms that we don't have to respond, that we can respond in kind with actions of self by being silent, by not engaging in the invitations to battle, especially when the battle is not yours. It's okay to defend yourself and uh, to make boundaries to figure out what it is that you do want to take action on, what it is that you do need to take responsibility for. We will figure these things out in time. Just be kind to yourself, but don't be blind to yourself. Okay! <laughs> Sorry, I don't... <laughs> Uh, I can't help it. Um, anyway, I hope that this serves you well, the, this message of the Seven of Wands. I want to thank you for joining me on another episode of Casual Divinity. Thanks for bearing with me <laughs> through the Scorpio Moon Mercury Retro episode. It's, uh, it's been fun investigating my personal truths and sharing them with you. You can find me on Instagram. My handle is o.o.bounds. That's double O bounds, standing for out of bounds on Instagram. And, you know, you can find me here jamming an episode so I hope that you all take good care of yourselves. And uh, we'll see you next time. Peace. <laughs>